Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to this special series dedicated to mindset. Today, I want to have a really uncomfortable conversation about a very comfortable place. I want to talk about why you go there to this comfortable place. I want to talk about what you do while you're there. And I want to be honest about just how much time I think that you're spending there. You ready to deep dive with me? Today, I want to talk about your comfort zone. And more importantly, are you able to tell when you're in your comfort zone? Do you know how much time you spend there? Are you conscious about it? Now, this is really important for you to be aware of because as entrepreneurs, we spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of our comfort zone and we need to manage our time and our energy accordingly so that we don't burn out, right? So you've likely heard some of these sayings, these cliche sayings about our comfort zone, but you know, I thought it would be good to throw in a few of them just to kind of warm us up. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. True. Comfort is your biggest trap and coming out of your comfort zone, your biggest challenge. And lastly, my personal favorite, when you step out of your comfort zone, you are stepping into your greatness. Now, I love these sayings. I think they're great for motivation. But I also wonder sometimes if they're a little bit too cliche or a little bit too conceptual. So I really want this episode to be very practical and I'm going to give you very straight up advice about your relationship with your comfort zone. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to explain what your comfort zone is and how things actually qualify to be inside your comfort zone. In our second segment, I'm going to explain how this applies to you as an entrepreneur. And then in our last segment, I'm going to explain what could happen to you, a big danger, if you spend too much time outside of your comfort zone. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Now, if I were to ask you straight away, what are three things that live inside your comfort zone? Would you be able to think of three things right away off the top of your head? Think of your comfort zone as your zone of familiarity. It includes all the things that you do know how to do and things that you've done many times before. Things that you could do even without thinking, maybe even with your eyes shut. And here's the deal. Things inside your comfort zone don't typically challenge you. They don't take a lot of energy and they take little to no mental preparation. There might be a large volume of work to do, so you might have to be efficient to get it all done. But compared to things that are outside of your comfort zone, those things might be kind of scary or a little bit intimidating to you. Now, I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff because you know, I'm a personal development junkie and I know you probably are too. So I think a lot about what is inside my comfort zone, what is outside and also with 
my clients because I love human behavior. I'm fascinated by it and I love understanding what makes people tick. I love helping people understand their motives or the reasons underneath why they can or can't do something because I think there's always great awareness and intelligence that comes from this self-awareness. And I'm always curious why something can be absolutely terrifying for one of my clients, but completely, you know, easy peasy for another one. It's fascinating, isn't it? Something that is in my comfort zone might not be in your comfort zone and vice versa. And the truth is that things can reside in your comfort zone for one of two reasons. Reason number one is some things are just naturally inside our comfort zone. They're just born there. They come easy to us. We don't ever think twice about doing them and we're able to do them quickly and easily. Maybe these are a natural born talent that you might have. For example, I am just naturally a very creative person. If I have to come up with a new idea, with new content for an episode, or content for a workshop, that's totally easy for me. If I have to organize an event, all I really need to hear is what the basic objective is, and I'll just run with it. In fact, that's one of my favorite phrases to ever hear is, Julie, I'm just going to let you run with it. It's like music to my ears. And I love building something from scratch. Remember back when we did the entrepreneurial DNA assessment? Well, I am a diehard builder. I love creating new things. I always have been like this. I love creating even systems and procedures. I don't always necessarily like being the one who has to follow them every week or every day. You know, that's better if somebody else has to do that part of it. But I'm really good at the setting things up part, you know, rather than the monotonous, repetitive part. And I remember once years ago, I had a boss come to me and say, hey, uh, so I just signed a contract and rented like a 72-foot yacht for two days, and I want to take some of our clients out for a little day in the water. Can you just kind of run with it and create something? Oh, it was like music to my ears. And one of the, I have to say, hands down, one of the most favorite projects that I ever, ever worked on. It was so successful. People are still talking about that event to this day. So I created a custom video invitation. I positioned the day as a client appreciation day. So, you know, people could justify taking a day off work. We had custom branded golf shirts with our logo and jackets and waterproof bags. And since we started the day early, we even had car service pick everybody up from their home in a black Mercedes and bring them right to the marina. We had an extraordinary day out on the water, and I even had a custom flag made with our company logo to replace the boat's flag for the day that we were on it. And after a really long day, a rough day of like eating and drinking, I left everyone with a little hangover kit in the car. It had bottled water, it had snacks, and a nice little handwritten note. For me, creating experiences and events like this is inside my comfort zone. No one ever taught me how to do this. I didn't read about how to do this. 
I love doing it and I'm really good at it. I never second guess myself. I know exactly what I'm doing every step of the way. It's almost as if it's divine, right? I'm being led by some magical source just telling me exactly what I could do to make it really special. I'm always in joy and I'm confident when I'm doing it. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't surprises along the way. Of course, if you've ever worked in event management, you know that sometimes surprises happen. But, you know, you handle them in stride, and I never let them shake my confidence. Now, just because creativity and event management lives inside my comfort zone, it does not for everyone, just to be crystal clear. In fact, I hear a lot of people say to me that they're not creative or they don't like organizing events. And whenever I hear that, I always have to question, you know, is that a fact or is that a belief? Because I actually think that everyone has a little bit of creativity inside of them in their own way. And we can never compare ourselves. So what my gifts look like will not be what your gifts look like. Okay, so let's talk about how things come to reside in your comfort zone. How do they get there? Well, the first way is just recognizing that some things, just like I mentioned with event management for me, just naturally exist inside your comfort zone. They're things that come easy to you. These are natural gifts and talents. There's little or no effort required to master them. The second way that something can exist inside your comfort zone is if you roll up your sleeves and you do a little bit of work to master it and then it moves inside your comfort zone. And this work can be summoning up the courage to do something new. Like if something's outside of your comfort zone, you're scared, you're intimidated to do it, but then you summon up the courage or work with your coach or do something to really, really, really dive in and do it, then it comes second nature to you. Now, this is just one way. The other way is sometimes we have something that is outside of our comfort zone and we need to do it and then do it again and again and again and again and over and over again until it moves inside our comfort zone. All right? So for me, I'm going to use the example of sales. So events come easy to me. Creativity, easy. Sales, mm, not so easy. So when I first started my business, I had zero experience in sales and it felt new and it felt awkward and it was definitely something outside of my comfort zone, but I just kept on doing it over and over and over again in those first two years of my business until it became second nature to me. And now it doesn't intimidate me at all anymore and I actually look forward to it. And this is a perfect example of something that was outside of my comfort zone, but with a lot of hard work, a lot of leaning in, and a lot of just doing it over and over and over again, it's now inside my comfort zone. And I also think I'm a lot more confident now because I know how much value I can provide to people. So what about you? Can you think of one thing that used to be outside of your comfort zone, but with your hard work, and your courage, and maybe doing it over and over and over again, now you've mastered it, and it's now living inside your comfort zone. Have a think about it, and I would love 
to hear from you and I'd love to see you post your response in our private Facebook group. So to recap, things can exist inside your comfort zone and get in there one of two different ways. First, some things just naturally exist there. They come easy to us. We don't have to do any hard work. We don't have to learn how to do them. We're able to do them quickly and easily without very much effort put into it. The second way is good old-fashioned hard work. Roll up your sleeves, lean into the discomfort, hard work. We start with something being outside of our comfort zone, but then we do the work, summon up the courage to do it that first time, and maybe you found that it was actually easy for you and it's instantly inside your comfort zone. Or maybe it'll take you a few times to master it, or a few years, and then you do it over and over and over and over and over again, and then it moves inside your comfort zone. In the last segment, I explained how things actually get to be inside your comfort zone. And now I want to explain why it's so important to understand the difference and be conscious of the difference between something that is inside and outside of your comfort zone. So the reality is that as entrepreneurs, we spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of our comfort zone. And that is very, very important for you to know. It's a good tweetable. So I'll say it again. Entrepreneurs spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of their comfort zone. Think about it. We're doing new things all the time because we have to. And in many instances, we're wearing many different hats and this can be uncertain and a little bit scary. And this explains why it's so hard to be an entrepreneur and why it's so exhausting and why everything feels like it's an uphill battle. Because there is a disproportionate amount of new. And it's not just a large volume of work. Entrepreneurs face a disproportionate amount of new. And this is the real reason that entrepreneurship is so difficult. And I really want to make sure that I get this point across because I don't think a lot of people really talk about this or really think about this aspect of entrepreneurship. Most people are just fairly unconscious about it and think that it's just like having a job, but you work for yourself. So here's a little bit of tough love. If you're not willing to do the things that are new or scary to you, i.e. the things that are outside of your comfort zone, then your business cannot and will not grow. So to bottom line, you have to spend time outside of your comfort zone. You just have to. Being an entrepreneur is not a fancy form of a job. And this is a huge misconception. People think they can start a business And they can work hard like they do in their job. And that being an entrepreneur means it's just a slightly larger volume of work. But, you know, you're working for yourself and so it's actually really easy. But being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. Because you need to spend so much time outside of your comfort zone. Doing new things is what will really move the dial and really grow your business.
Okay, so we've talked about your comfort zone, how things reside inside your comfort zone, and why entrepreneurs need to spend so much time outside of their comfort zone. Now I want to talk about what happens, though, when we spend too much time outside of our comfort zone. So by now, you should have a pretty clear understanding that you need to leave your comfort zone. But what is the impact of leaving your comfort zone? Well, it takes extra energy to do activities that are outside of your comfort zone. Extra focus, extra courage, extra energy. With all the uncertainty and the newness, it's just exhausting. And when it goes really, really well, well, it's exhilarating. But exhilarating can still be exhausting. Let's be real. It takes extra energy to do something new versus something that you've mastered and you're completely comfortable doing. Here's an example. Just this last week, I was on a coaching, a group coaching call with some of my Retreat You members and we were talking about how after you finish a retreat, and this is the same for a workshop or a speaking gig or training or any sort of intensive event, you need to plan some downtime to recharge and to focus on self-care. And this makes total sense, right? Especially if something is new to you and you've never done it before, there is a disproportionate amount of new. Because the adrenaline is coursing through your body and you're all pumped up to like focus and get things done and you really, really wanna have an impact. And then as soon as you're done, the adrenaline whoosh leaves your body and you start to slow down and you're left with what? You know what I'm going to say, right? You're left with a growth hangover, which you've likely experienced many, many times in your life, but you just might not have been conscious about it or you might not have had the language to name it. A growth hangover is when we spend a disproportionate amount of time doing new things, specifically the things that are outside of our comfort zone, which requires us to exert an extra amount of energy. Think about what happens when you have a food hangover or a hangover from too many adult beverages. What happens to you physically? You're likely tired, right? You're not at your peak performance. You might take it easy that day. You might need to rehydrate. You might need to sleep extra or just take it easy on your body. Well, the same thing applies to a growth hangover. You need to acknowledge what you've just gone through and then give yourself a chance to recover, to take it easy, to relax, to really recognize what the heck you've just gone through. If it's something that was really intense that you just went through, then once the adrenaline leaves your body, chances are you're going to feel pretty tired. So growth hangovers are very, very real, and they affect us physically and emotionally. So I want you to start to be aware of them. I want you to recognize them. And maybe, if you want to be really smart, plan for them in advance. Most importantly, I want you to be conscious about when you have one. When we're doing things that are new, things that challenge us, it takes up more of our energy. So a simple task that we do normally or we've done many times might take two units of energy. But a similar task that is new that we've never done before might require 
10 units of energy because there's new elements to the task. We might require more focus or attention. We might have to do research or education. There might be that mental preparation and courage to really psych ourselves up. So the really important thing that I want you to learn is that you need to balance. Please, please, please listen carefully. Balance your schedule accordingly. When you know you have to spend a lot of time outside of your comfort zone doing new things, be sure to balance it out with some simple things that don't challenge you so much. Or heck, if you want to get really crazy, maybe even schedule some downtime or some self-care to balance things out. So back to my retreat example. So I always have to plan a couple of days off after a retreat so that I can recoup, so that I can get my energy back up. And if it makes sense, you might even want to take time to relax before your big event so that you've got lots of energy and you can really show up. If you're organized enough to do this, you might even avoid the growth hangover altogether. Now, I got to be honest, I have not achieved this status in life, but boy, am I ever looking forward to it. So what I want you to take away from this episode is simple. Entrepreneurs spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of their comfort zone. When you do things outside of your comfort zone, they take more energy and effort than regular tasks inside your comfort zone. And when you spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of your comfort zone, well, heck, you just might get a growth hangover. Got it? Good. Now, in the last segment, I'm going to leave you with a few words of inspiration. I know that sometimes it can be really tempting to want to stay inside your comfort zone. I get it. It might even seem a little scary or a little uncertain to leave this nice, warm, cozy, familiar place. But here is what I need you to know. You are powerful. And not just sort of kind of powerful. You are tremendously powerful. And deep inside you, you know this. You've had glimpses of yourself at your fullest expression of power. And it likely blew your mind and felt so right and at the same time felt absolutely terrifying. And I want you to know that this is perfectly normal. To see glimpses of yourself up on a stage, uh, teaching people, helping, inspiring and leading. This is absolutely you in your most powerful expression of yourself. And if you keep taking steps forward, you will bring this vision to life someday. Yes, you will. You might not feel ready today to be there, and that's okay. You may have no clue exactly how you're going to get from here to there, and that's okay too. But I'll give you a hint. Deliver it with a little sprinkling of tough love. You are not going to get there by playing it safe, by doing the same old things inside your comfort zone, or by playing small. That bigger, bolder, more powerful version of you is going to become your reality with the more time you spend outside 
of your comfort zone. That is where your power lives and your fullest expression of yourself. And that is where I want to see you. That is where you know you're meant to be. And that is where you're going to have the biggest impact on the world. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.